0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's pivot real quick to a breaking story. The other day, you and I have talked about uh, the future of electric vehicles. Whether or not this country has fully embraced uh, this notion of, of moving, um from combustible engines to EVs. Hertz the other day announces that they plan uh, to get rid of a a boatload of vehicles, roughly 20,000. They were one of the first to come to market and say that their goal was to actually buy 100,000 vehicles. That didn't um, actually happen, and now they are selling 20,000 EVs. And interestingly, what they found was is that the repair and maintenance costs uh, were with these EVs was far greater with combustible engines, and they also had a problem marketing this to consumers.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a two-fold problem. One is most consumers <clears throat> aren't used to EVs. So you pull up to the Hertz counter and they say, hey, we got a great deal on an EV. And you think, uh, you know, how am I going to charge it? If you don't own an EV yourself, you don't have the uh, charging apps on your phone, which you need to to operate the chargers. So you get a little bit nervous, and you tend to say no. I mean, I've gone to the Hertz counter, and and before they say, hey, (laughs) for the same price, you can have a Corvette. So, yeah, I'll take that deal. That would be fun. You know, I don't have to own it or insure it. I get to drive it for a while. The EV, if you were driving a long distance, people are nervous about it. Uh, we have some body shop customers. You have to take special training to repair EVs. Uh, the battery is part of the frame, and it is extremely critical that it not be disturbed when you're doing repairs, and it's also very dangerous in that it can cause a fire that you can't put out with water. So for body shops to work on EVs, they have to have separate certification, and that all costs money. And you know this body shop is one. If I named them, you'd recognize the name. They're very prominent in New Orleans. You know we're just not. There's not enough demand yet. We're not getting that certification. So yeah, you have few places that repair them because it's a lot of trouble. It's very expensive to repair. Most consumers are a little concerned. The other thing, and I would really dislike this if I were a car maker. The EV sales have skewed based upon politics which is very unfortunate if you have a mass market product you want everybody to like it left right and center you don't want people on the left or right to say oh this is my drink and then suddenly you've lost half your market well ev sales when you graph them by state you have a tremendous concentration in left-leaning states and so it almost becomes a badge of honor oh I'm, i'm driving an ev i'm leaning one way or I'm not driving an EV, I'm leaning another way. And that's, that's unfortunate for the car makers. That's not a place they want to be, but it's it's another reason EV sales have stalled. And uh, manufacturers have cut way back on their projections. In Germany, the uh, subsidy dropped and EV sales plummeted by over 80%. So it, it may be a technology that's ready, but not not ready for mass adoption just yet.
0: You know, it's funny you say that about the battery rack. I I just was doing my research, and I came across a YouTube video that raised a battery-operated car, and they actually removed the rack. Thirty-six bolts that hold the rack to the bottom of the car. One of the things that Hertz complained about is with minor accidents uh, that cause damage to the rack, that the warranty... uh, becomes questionable and i guess they're worried about it being voided uh if you don't repair the rack uh that there's downstream implications that are not nice um so they you know now i i, I was kind of curious i was trying to figure out why so much and then when i saw what you have to do to remove the rack it all became evident to me why this is a problem
1: yeah, there are a couple of other problems, and and Hertz discovered this. And in, in a lot of places, you have the, uh, you go to rent your cars, and they're stacked one to, one floor across another. In San Francisco, it's like that, five floors of uh, autos. EVs are very heavy, and they were being told by the parking lot owners, look, you can't fill this row with all EVs. You have to spread them out a bit because if you do, you're going to overload the weight limit in the uh, garage. So that's a problem. The other thing that's creeping into the uh, sales challenge is uh, condos. I have a friend that's the president of a condo and somebody got an EV and so they arranged an an EV hookup. And then another person got an EV and they went to the power company and said, look, we we want another EV, they want a plug-in hybrid. And the power company said, look, you have to tell us how many you want. We're not going to do this one at a time because we're having to run extra power to your building. So give us a number, 10, 20, 100, and we'll give you a cost. Well, they went back to the homeowners, and a big fight ensued because the people that didn't have EVs didn't want to share the cost. The guy that wanted one new EV spot said, well, I don't need 10. I only need one. And so these are little problems that people hadn't thought of, the weight problem, the repair problem, the – getting the power to apartments and condos that are all slowing adaption.
0: Yeah. Where, where, where do you think this ends up? I mean, I, I, you know, I know that Germany revised their projections of where they were going to be by 2030, 40 and 50. I mean, they were pretty aggressive on EV vehicles and it seems as though they're retreating a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think the, the best approach would be to let the market dictate the speed at which adaption occurs Because people like things that are new and interesting. You have early adapters, and they bought cars that were expensive. And then you have people that want things that are functional and effective, and we're not quite there yet. You also have folks through the Gulf South that are a little nervous about evacuations. I mean, I I cannot imagine having only a fleet of EV vehicles if you had to evacuate. I mean, could you imagine, Newell, you're sitting in that line going to Baton Rouge, watching the battery charge go down as a hurricane approaches? And no. there's nothing <laughs> you can do. I mean you'd be you'd be in a state of panic for the hurricane and the electrical vehicle. So I think we need to let the the charging system be built out at the appropriate rate and not push the consumer faster than they want to go. And that's I think that's where we got. Some of the governments got ahead of the consumer. And we're pushing them to do something they didn't want to do and pushing them at a rate that they didn't want to accept.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when this article came out and you start to really dig down into some of the uh, the underlying issues relative to EVs, uh, Going through uh, tires quicker because of the weight of the vehicle. I I had no idea the differential in the rate was that I knew it was heavier, but I didn't realize it was that much heavier, which uh, obviously is is causing all kinds of problems.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, parking lots can't deal with a full load of EVs. It's not they just aren't designed for that that weight load. So, yeah, that's one of those things people didn't think about. If everybody switched to EVs, a certain number of parking lots would have to be demolished and rebuilt.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this plays out. We'll be right back. We're visiting with Guy Williams, president Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Stay with us, folks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.